48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Kenny Hodger. To the headlines this lunchtime, Chief Executive John Lee says Hong Kong and Shenzhen have launched a scheme to attract international talent and enterprises to the Greater Bay Area. The police have launched a new online search engine called Scammeter to help the public detect scams after a surge in fraud cases. And Virgin Atlantic has announced it won't be resuming its flights between Hong Kong and Heathrow next March as planned. The chief executive, John Lee, says Hong Kong and Shenzhen have launched a scheme to attract international talent and enterprises to the Greater Bay Area. Speaking at a conference, Mr Lee said the partnership would help take advantage of investment and infrastructure for innovation and technology purposes as part of the SAR's Northern Metropolis Development Plan. In addition to building the necessary infrastructure, Hong Kong and Shenzhen have launched a joint policy package to attract talents and enterprises around the world. This will facilitate our participation in the development of a world-class innovation and technology hub in the Greater Bay Area. Mr Lee told the conference, which marks the 25th anniversary of the China Daily Newspaper's local edition, that the SAR was well-placed to make the most of collaborations under the Greater Bay Initiative. He cited President Xi Jinping's speech in the SAR on July the 1st, in which Mr Xi stressed Beijing's support for Hong Kong's distinctive status and advantages and urged it to seize the opportunities presented by the nation's development. As one of the core cities of the Greater Bay Area, Hong Kong will leverage our highly market-oriented and internationalized business environment, our well-developed professional service sectors, as well as our status as an international financial, trade and shipping center to join hands with the other Greater Bay Area cities in developing a world-class city cluster for living, travelling and working. Mr Lee also cited culture as an area ripe for collaboration, saying the development of the arts hub in West Kowloon would put Hong Kong in a strong position to be a regional and national leader in the sector. With the state-of-the-art facilities opened in the West Kowloon Cultural District, such as the Hong Kong Palace Museum and the M+, as well as those in the pipeline, we endeavour to establish the district as the cultural hub of the Greater Bay Area and our country's premier venue for exhibiting cultural relics and artworks. The police have launched a new online search engine called Scammeter to help the public detect scams after a surge in fraud cases. Police can now search for information such as names and phone numbers when they receive suspicious calls or unsolicited messages. Wilson Fan is a superintendent from the Force's Cybersecurity and Technology Crime Bureau. Our database is big and is quite unique because the daily police reports will be indexed in our database. And so uh, to enrich our database, we have uh, invited uh, the Hong Kong Junk Corps or another tech company like uh, Checkpoint to provide the data for our indexing. I hope uh, our search engine can raise the awareness of the citizen and provide a comprehensive tool for them to, to avoid uh, the uh, cyber pitfall. Virgin Atlantic has announced it's closing its Hong Kong office and will not be resuming its flights between the Territory and Heathrow next March as planned. More from Todd Harding.
In a statement, the British airline said significant operational complexities because of the ongoing closure of Russian airspace have forced it to make the decision after being here for 30 years. Virgin had suspended its flights to and from Hong Kong in December last year because of COVID-19 and then extended the suspension due to the conflict in Ukraine. The decision will affect more than 40 staff based in Hong Kong. The Ombudsman's Office has launched an investigation into the handling of complaints about trees on government land. In a statement, the office said that between 2019 and 2021, the government had government's 1823 hotline received more than 20,000 tree-related complaints per year and that dozens of cases had taken more than three months to be resolved. The office said that as of March, there was a backlog of more than 2,000 tree-related complaints of which 80% have dragged on for 90 days or longer. The public have been invited to send submissions to the Ombudsman's Office between now and November the 6th. The operator of several COVID vaccination centres is urging people to get their flu jabs, saying that as people resume travel out of Hong Kong, the risk of a winter flu surge increases. The government's flu vaccination programme starts today, with those aged under 12 and 50 and over eligible for free jabs, which can be done at community COVID vaccination centres at the same time as the COVID jab. Dr Samuel Kwok from Virtus Medical Group said mask wearing during the pandemic meant people here had reduced exposure to the flu virus. Perhaps in many places in the world, masking is not a required thing. Of course, in Hong Kong, we still require it. And people, because of the relaxation of the social distancing measures, and people start going outside of Hong Kong for trips, and they can catch flu. And with this more interaction of people, and I think flu can come back in this winter season. Restaurant goers say they welcome the easing of social distancing rules at restaurants and bars, but that more COVID measures should be relaxed as the, the epidemic eases off. From today, the cap on the number of restaurant diners at each table has increased from 8 to 12, but this diner, surnamed Sham, said the limit on public gatherings should also be lifted. Personally, I welcome these measures because I can meet with my friends and meet with my family members and we will be happier because we get a big family. Because we can uh, go to a dinner for 12 people. So I think there um, a band of four people uh, in the public gathering should be released. North Korea has fired two ballistic missiles into the Sea of Japan, claiming a recent blitz of test launches are countermeasures against joint military drills by the United States and South Korea. The most recent launch came as the United Nations Security Council met to discuss Pyongyang's earlier firing of an intermediate-range ballistic missile over Japan. Seoul, Tokyo and Washington have ramped up joint military drills in recent weeks, including large-scale naval manoeuvres and anti-submarine exercises. President Zelensky has insisted that Ukraine's counter-offensive against Russian forces is continuing to gain ground after Russia's President Putin said he expected the situation in illegally annexed regions to stabilise. An advisor to President Zelensky, Alexander Rodnyansky, said Russian troops were weakened and would not be able to hold on to territory they'd taken. The Russians are demoralized, they're giving up, they're um, voluntarily becoming prisoners of war now. They don't want to fight, and the more 
successes we run up and the more failures they run up, uh, the, the more this is going to continue. So I think even during the winter time, we're going to have success and we'll be able to recapture a lot of the territory. A UN report says Afghan, uh, Afghanistan's economy has contracted by a quarter since the Taliban recaptured the country in August last year. The UN Development Programme says it took less than a year to wipe out $5 billion of GDP built up in the previous decade. The BBC's Charles Haviland reports. The UN Development Programme says Afghanistan has suffered a catastrophic economic collapse in 14 months. It said the Taliban's restrictions on women in the workforce have meant a 5% cut in national output. The price of a basic food basket has risen by 35%, and 19 out of 20 Afghans now live below the poverty line, with a fifth of children at risk of severe malnutrition. Before the Taliban takeover, three-quarters of government spending was dependent on foreign aid. This income is largely suspended since the seizure. President Biden has criticised the decision of OPEC Plus to cut oil production, calling it short-sighted. The group of major oil producers, which includes Saudi Arabia and Russia, announced the biggest reduction in output in more than two years, immediately pushing up prices to three-week highs. The White House Press Secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre, gave this reaction to OPEC's decision. OPEC's decision uh, to cut production's quotas is short-sighted, while the global economy is dealing with the continued negative impact of Putin's invasion of Ukraine. If there's a meaningful price impact of OPEC's decision, it will particularly be on low- and middle-income uh, countries. President Biden has visited Florida's Gulf Coast, ravaged by Hurricane Ian, which killed more than 100 people and caused tens of billions of dollars in damage. The BBC's Gary O'Donoghue has this report. The president promised more help for Floridians, 200,000 of whom have already signed up for emergency assistance. Four million meals have been handed out and 45 million bottles of water as thousands of federal and state personnel clear debris and try to restore power and transport links. While political differences were put aside, the president could not resist one pointed remark, saying he hoped that such events would finally end the discussion about climate change, something that represents a major fault line in the American culture wars. Brazilian Senator Simone Tebet, a centrist who finished third in Sunday's first round of the presidential election, says she's supporting the left-wing candidate Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva in the runoff vote against the far-right incumbent Jair Bolsonaro. I will vote for Lula because I recognize in Lula his commitment to democracy and to the constitution, which I do not recognize in the current president. The World Health Organization has issued a medical product alert warning that several cough medicines targeted at children and sold in the Gambia contain dangerous substances and should be withdrawn immediately. It's warning the products may be linked to the death of 66 children there. The WHO's Director General, Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, said the products may have been distributed elsewhere through informal markets. The four medicines are cough and cold syrups produced by Maiden Pharmaceuticals Limited in India. WHO is conducting further investigation with the company and regulatory authorities in India. While the contaminated products have so far only been detected in the Gambia, they may have been distributed to other countries. 
To sport, and we start in the European Champions League, where Chelsea are back on track. Here is Sterling, edge of the area, Sterling into James, James scores! High right-footed into the roof of the net, Sterling with the assist, and Rhys James on target. Rhys James got Chelsea's third goal in a convincing 3-0 win over AC Milan. Wesley Fofana opened the scoring with his first goal since joining Chelsea from Leicester. And Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang was also on target. With more from Stamford Bridge, the BBC's Ian Dennis. Chelsea knew there was no margin for error and they produced an excellent performance and a valuable three points. Fafana poked the home side ahead, but had it not been for the goalkeeper Tatarashanu, their lead at half-time would have been greater. Mount also had a goal disallowed. Actually, it should have been all square at the break. Kepa kept out Ketelara and Krunic blazed over the rebound. Aubameyang and James added two goals in the space of five second-half minutes. Fikeo Tomori at fault for the first of those on his Stamford Bridge return. The group is now wide open and they meet again next week at the San Siro. Manchester City were the biggest winners on the night. They thrashed FC Copenhagen 5-0 at Etihad Stadium to make it a perfect three wins from three. Erling Haaland scored twice. In the same group, Borussia Dortmund beat Sevilla 4-1. Sevilla, who sacked their manager, Julen Lopetegui, after the game. Real Madrid are also perfect after their 2-1 win over Shakhtar Donetsk. RB Leipzig beat Celtic 3-1. Paris Saint-Germain and Benfica are on level points at the top of Group H after the two sides drew one all in Portugal. And Juventus beat Maccabi Haifa 3-1. China's Zhao Xintong has withdrawn from the Hong Kong Snooker Masters after testing positive for COVID-19. Zhao had been Zhao had been scheduled to play tonight. He's been replaced by world number 7 Mark Williams, who opens tomorrow against Neil Robertson. Tonight's match will instead feature Judd Trump and John Higgins. But before that, home favorite Marco Fu kicks off the tournament against former world number 1 Mark Selby this afternoon. And a look at the weather, sunny periods and a few showers, top temperatures of around 31 degrees, moderate to fresh easterly winds, occasionally strong offshore, and the outlook, a few showers and sunny intervals in the next couple of days, becoming fine early next week, but the weather will be cooler in the morning and at night. The current temperature is 31 degrees, with relative humidity of 63%. And a look at the top stories once again. Chief Executive John Lee says Hong Kong and Shenzhen have launched a scheme to attract international talent and enterprises to the Greater Bay Area. The police have launched a new online search engine called Scameter to help the public detect scams after a surge in fraud cases. And Virgin Atlantic has announced it won't be resuming its flights between Hong Kong and Heathrow next March as planned. The news from RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3.
Since the Hong Kong national security law came into effect, Hong Kong's financial market and economy have remained vibrant. And Hong Kong's unique position as a gateway to the greater Bay Area and the mainland market and our sophisticated connections with the world have continued. The Hong Kong national security law from order to prosperity, ensuring one country, two systems.